I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of Anthropocene Reviewed and The Fault in Our Stars. Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. NPR called the novel a sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. Azah Holmes never intended to pursue the disappearance of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett, but there's a $100,000 reward at stake and her best and most fearless friend Daisy is eager to investigate. So together, they navigate the short distance and broad divides that separate them from Pickett's son, Davis. Azah is trying. She is trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living within the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. Turtles All the Way Down is a brilliant novel about love, resilience, and the power of lifelong friendship. Buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. Thank you, Turtles All the Way Down, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan Alana, and I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of nervous to film this episode, film, what am I saying, record this episode, um, because if you obviously, obviously, not if, you you definitely saw the title has, I don't know exactly what I'm going to title it yet, um, I want to do like a fun like play on words, but you obviously saw the title. It has something to do with money, budgeting, moving out in your 20s, being um, financially independent and all of that. 
I'm a little nervous because for me, money isn't a taboo topic and I really want to encourage that in my friends and those who I surround myself with, but it is something that is a taboo topic. I know to many and it can be a bit uncomfortable and people have their opinions and their methods and I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a financial advisor or a financial professional because I'm most definitely not. Obviously, take what I say with a gra- as a grain of salt. With a grain of salt, still don't really know that catchphrase saying, etc. Um, but this is what has worked for me. This is what I practice currently. Could this change? Yes. May this not work for you? That is very possible. You could totally disagree, but these are my opinions. I'm entitled to my own opinions, but obviously always discuss among your family. Uh, For me, I always go to my dad. I love discussing to my guy friends. Um, I love discussing with my girlfriends. I love discussing this with my professors, who I'm very grateful I had the privilege to talk to and have a business education and take finance and accounting courses and whatnot. But big, big disclaimer, this is just what has worked for me. This is what I'm doing right now. And I'm only 22 years old, so I have a lot of learning to do, a lot of growing to do. And this is just what has worked for me so far. It's been a question that I see a lot in my DMs. People tend to ask me a lot about this subject. I feel like schools don't really talk about financial literacy at all. So That is why I feel called um, to be here today to discuss this. And I also asked some questions on Instagram. Like I put, no, I didn't ask some questions. I asked you for your questions on Instagram. Um, (laughs) And so I'll be going over those as well. But as you know, we have our little segments. So let's get into our weekly intention. Um, My weekly intention is to go and I guess, yeah, this is going to be my weekly intention. My weekly intention is to go to Othership, really specific. My weekly intention is to go to Othership at least once and do, so Othership is like this meditative, hot sauna, ice bath, plunge, studio space in Toronto. And I really want to start going once a week. Um, I did it yesterday night, last night for the first time. And it was absolutely incredible. I was so anxious yesterday. And I was also anxious about and nervous about doing um, this ice bath. I wasn't really nervous about the sauna. I've been in a sauna before. I feel like I'm good with heat and all that, but I had never been in an ice bath. I'm not good with the cold. I'm the type of person that literally like feels herself starting to panic when she jumps into a cold body of water. Like I can't do it. And I went into the ice bath yesterday. It was like a lead class was an hour long. We did a 20 minute meditation in the sauna. And then we went in groups of eight, I think, two in each tub. So I went with my friend Sheena um, into the tub and you do some breathing, deep breaths outside of the tub. And then you get in and you just really focus on your breathing. If you don't 
focused on your breathing, then the cold takes over your body and that's like when you hyperventilate and get scared and whatnot. If you just focus on your breathing from the get-go, after the first 30 seconds, it becomes so therapeutic and so calming and it's honestly not that cold. I did the first full two minutes the first time I went in, which is like what they they strive for you to do. Um, normally you do like between two to three minutes, but they strive for you to do two minutes and to be able to do two minutes on your first try is really incredible. And I was so proud of myself and the rush of endorphins afterwards was insane. And me and Shana did it a second time after the class went back into the sauna in between. And the second time I did it, I did it for two and a half minutes, but honestly it could have gone for three. I want to try three next time. So my weekly intention is to either go to a free flow or a lead class, a guided class um, at Othership, and I really want to start doing this once a week for like the mental and physical benefits. It really, really helped my anxiety. I was so anxious yesterday, and it just helped like totally like it's like it waved the anxiety away. Um, and there's also so many other benefits. It's anti-inflammatory. Um, it helps with like circulation. Your mind feels so clear when you're in the ice bath. It's just insane. And I really love the feeling of the sweat, um, in the sauna. So my weekly intention is to try and do that at least once. I'm, I'm obsessed. And the tip of the week is that you are a whole lot stronger mentally and physically than you give yourself credit for. And I feel like I discovered this. Like I feel like I already knew this, but I really discovered it and believed it so much more after doing the ice bath yesterday. It it was just like an eye-opening experience. Current faves. Obviously, othership. Totally obsessed with that and um our friend Sean also does this, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, cough, cough. Um, I wish I went last week, so two weeks ago when you're listening to this because I would have run into him, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Um, this is for me, but that's not why I love it. I've been wanting to try it out for a while, and I'm so um, excited to get to keep going. Okay. Other current faves, meal prepping. We are a meal prep queen. Tonight I made Kung Pao tofu. I like to call it Kung Fu tofu. Um, I did it with half tofu, half with chicken breast. I've been having chicken breast a little bit. And honestly, it's so therapeutic cooking. I also baked some sweet potato to put into salads and I just love it. Also budget friendly on theme for this episode and time saving. Like it saves you time. Like it Helps with like lunches and dinners and whatnot. Obsessed with the warmer weather. Obsessed with the sun setting later thanks to daylight savings. Um, Like, yes, it's a little darker again in the morning, but I'm all here for the longer days. And then my last current fave is waving my hair with my flat iron. Trin inspired me to do this. Um, And I've actually, I'm absolutely obsessed. I started doing it last Friday before I went up to the cottage. We went up to Muskoka this past weekend and um, it was just, I love it. I feel so pretty and I absolutely love it. 
Before we get into the bulk of the episode, we are going to do some money manifestations so and like career success. Um, Manifestations and affirmations. And so I asked Tran and Kaylee for ones that they say because I wanted to like get different opinions. So Trin said, I have an abundance of money and I welcome it into my life. Kaylee said, she doesn't write anything specifically down with regard to money, but she says, I want to be successful in my career as an influencer to be exact. So I want to be successful in my life with my career. And then I like to always write, I'm financially stable and independent. This was one that I started writing over a year ago, and I can confidently say that this has become true. And then these are three other ones. I will be healthy, wealthy, and happy. I will be grateful for every cent that I earn. I'm passionate about my goals and nothing can stop me. And I'm actually going to add one more. There is money all around me. I just have to grab it. And no, that does not mean steal it. I'd like to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, Ritual. Gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women aged 18 plus. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain, bone, and blood health and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition. A published clinical study is a big deal and serious commitments to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication, aka no shady stuff. I absolutely love Ritual. I've heard about it for ages, and I'm so happy I started taking it. Ritual multivitamins have been a game-changer for me. They're so aesthetic and cute on my counter, and I love the minty fresh aftertaste. There's no nausea, so I can take it on an empty stomach in my morning routine, which we love. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off their first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Alana, A-L-L-A-N-A, and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash Alana. Thank you, Ritual, for sponsoring today's episode. (laughs) Okay, so a little background information on my relationship with money. I feel like the way our parents raise us and the way their relationship is with money is what really impacts how we have a relationship with money and our perception of money and finance and all of that. But I just remember growing up, my parents always said money doesn't grow on trees. I feel like when I was really young, I didn't really grasp the understanding of money that it wasn't just like this abundant thing, although that's how I like to think of it like that now. But obviously, as I've always said in previous episodes, like I think in abundance, but I'm also like logical in my thinking. I'm not like up here, like in the clouds. I had an allowance growing up that I had to work for. I was fortunate enough that I didn't have to work Um, in high school, the first job I had was babysitting, but I didn't really babysit that much. And 
I want to say like my first like more actual job in high school was summer after grade 11. I was a camp counselor at a day camp. And then in grade 12, well, the summer after grade 12, I worked my first retail job and I would work retail in the summers um, between university like each year. And then I got like my first office job in second year and that was at Flourish. And then my next job was Lulu, which, you know, I worked during the school year. That was the first job that I worked during the school year. I never really had a job during the school year before. Um, I would just work in the summer and then save that money up. And my parents were very um, kind and I was very fortunate that they were able to support me and I had their support. So they paid for a lot of my life. Um, until I moved out. Obviously, like as I got older, it became less and less. And then after working at Lulu, I got a job at Greenfresh and I was working there full time while in school until December. And now I work at Mutual Friends full time and I'm graduated and I have moved out. I moved out in August. So I've been financially independent since August entirely. Like There are very few things that my parents still help me with, and that is out of their compassion, and they chose to, and I'm very grateful that they choose to still pay for certain things. It's very minimal. Like, I can can list it on one hand. Um, It's probably less than five things. Yeah, it's definitely less than five things, and I'm very grateful for that. And then a little bit more, I opened my first savings account when I turned 18, and that's when I got my first credit card that I was responsible for paying for. Um, And yeah, I guess that's like the sum of my relationship with money. I don't think I was ever really scared of money. Um, I never was really stressed with money at all, ever. I feel like I always had like a really good relationship. And when it came to like buying food, my parents were always like, if we need more, we'll get more. It was never like scarcity mindset. Like we have to like savage like all this food. Like if we want more, we can go and get more. We'll get more when we finish it sort of thing. And I feel like I've carried that mindset into my own home and my own space with my own money. And I'm really fortunate for that. Now we're going to do a little fight. Financial Literacy 101. I feel like this is really necessary. These, of course, are like my definitions of these things and my understandings of these things. Um, If I'm incorrect on any of them, please also do your own research and educate yourself. Again, as a disclaimer, I'm not a financial professional. I'm a 22-year-old girl. This is what I've learned in school. This is what I've learned from my own experiences, my own research, my own findings from asking friends, my father, my mother, my sister, my brother-in-law, so on. So again, take everything as just knowledge that I'm sharing with you as a friend. It's like we're at a coffee shop and we're having coffee and we're just discussing. I am not a professional. Please always consult a professional. Anyhow. Okay. So what is a checking account and what is a savings account? So a checking account is an account that you open open up at the bank. It's most likely going to be the first account that you have. Um, that's what like your debit card, like knowing you have your debit card, um, that's like your bank card, like you can choose your checking account or your savings account. When you put money into your checking account, that value stays the same. So even if there's inflation, 
your $100 stays $100 today in five years and 10 years in a few months, whatever. Unless like obviously you spend it, but say you just put $100 in your checking account and you left it, it's going to be whatever $100 is. A savings account, sorry, it does move with inflation because it's in the bank. Um, I'm 95% sure. If you kept the $100 in your hand, like in cash, actually, I don't know. Just ignore the the inflation. We're not going to talk about inflation. A savings account. Savings accounts, um, generally, you don't touch the money in there. Um, it has an interest rate, so the money grows. It's a small amount. It's a very small percentage. In the past years, like a, like decades ago, it would grow a lot faster. Um, but a savings account has interest and it gains interest. So your $100 that you put in today may be $115 in a certain amount of time. There's also investments. So investments can either be through stocks, bonds. You can have an ETF. Um, you can when people talk about like cryptocurrency and NFTs, those are investments. Investments, also your money grows. It's a lot, it can be a lot riskier. Therefore, it grows a lot faster. It has a higher um, interest rate. Credit scores. I'm sure you hear about this a lot. Your credit score is very, very important. Um, the higher the credit score, the better. The reason why is because when you have a higher credit score, think of it like a report card at school. Um, the higher the grade, the better you showed that you knew the knowledge and you were able to apply what was taught in school. Therefore, you do better in the class. When you have a higher credit score, it shows a lender that you are a lower risk. You are a lower risk to the lender. You are responsible at paying your rent on time. You're responsible at paying your credit card on time. Um, you are trustable with being given a loan, with given a credit card and having access to money. You are responsible for paying rent in an apartment. You are responsible for paying for your mortgage. So the higher the score, the better. Certain applications, when you check your credit score, it will lower it. So be aware of that. Um, I like to use Credit Karma. Credit Karma actually doesn't lower your score when you check. Um, things that increase your score are paying your credit card full on time, paying your mortgage payments on time, paying your rent on time, paying your loan on time. Things that decrease your credit score, forgetting to pay a credit card payment, um, missing any sort of payment, being in debt, which is like when you are owing money, like you're in the negatives. That's what all I know. I don't really know much else as to what impacts your credit score, but a credit score, I can't speak. A credit score is very important. It's what's going to allow you to buy a house. If you want to buy a house, it's going to let you get a car. It's going to let you move out and get that lease. Um, it's really, really important. And the sooner you can start building it, the the better. So you can start building your credit score at 18 and you can start building it when you get your first credit card. So Get your credit card as soon as you can and always pay it off in full or at least pay off the minimum by the deadline. Um, I think that's all you need to know for financial literacy. I hope that was clear. Okay, how do I budget? 
I feel like a lot of people on the internet that talk about budgeting and I've had another financial episode before, but a lot of people who discuss budgeting are very like rigid on their budgets and they have a whole Excel spreadsheet and I tried to be that girl and that girl just wasn't me. We weren't, we weren't clicking. It was, it was not going along great. Um, and so do I keep a very strict budget? Like I spend X amount on groceries. I spend X amount on rent. I put this amount into miscellaneous, this amount into clothes, this into cosmetics. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. I don't do that. My method is this. I have a credit card and I know what my rent is. I know what my hydro is. That's like your electricity, your water, your energy, your gas, whatever. I know what my internet is. I know what my income is. So therefore, as a result, I know what I'm comfortable with paying on my credit card bill on a month-to-month basis. Obviously, this number has changed since I moved out. It used to be a lot lower of a number when I was living with my parents and they were paying for my groceries. I didn't have living expenses, etc. Um, it took a little bit of finding out um, and discovery with moving out what I was comfortable with and getting used to that new number. But I decided the best way that I want to live is I don't want to be constricted. I don't want to feel restricted because we know that from my relationship with eating, I know eating and like food and money are very different. But I know from my relationship with food that when I felt restricted, I just wanted more and I felt out of control. But if I think in abundance that, and I think with flexibility, then I feel a lot more comfortable, I feel a lot more secure, and I feel a lot more happy, and I'm a lot more rational. Is that the word? No, not rational. I'm a lot more logical when it comes to my spending, and I'm a lot more – and I'm and I'm much smarter. Wow, we cannot speak today. I am much smarter with my money when I feel in control and I don't feel restricted. So I have a general idea. I'm not going to disclose this number. That's I feel like that's personal and I don't really want to share that to a broad audience. I will tell my friends this, but not on a podcast. I have a general number that I've learned that I'm comfortable with, a general range. Um, the range is about like maybe like a $500 like range between like the lowest, the highest that I like to spend on average on a month-to-month basis on my credit card. I put all my expenses on my credit card 
I recently got an Amex, so I try to do most of my spending on there for the points. Um, there's lots of benefits from having an Amex. A lot of credit cards have different benefits. Some have cashback, some have points. Because I'm very into traveling right now and I want to rack up some travel points, um, I've been using my Amex and my Visa, which also collects points more. I used to use my MasterCard predominantly because that was my first credit card, but that one is a cashback one. You can use that cash like I normally just like um, deposit it or whatever at the end of the year, however it works. I'm not really sure how that really works, but I've been choosing to use my Amex the most and then my Visa and then I'll use my MasterCard. Um, but anyhow, I have a general idea of how much I like to spend on certain things. I've learned where I like to spend more of my money. I heard this phrase, you are rich you the way you can like live like a rich life is spending money on the things that bring you joy. So say you're not really into makeup. Don't spend your money on makeup if you're not really into money. That's not really going to bring you like the joy. That's not going to like fulfill you or anything. Like spend maybe you prefer food or maybe you prefer skincare or maybe you prefer entertainment or spending your money on experiences. And it's okay if those things also change. Right now, I'm very much into using my money for travel. I want to see the world. I'm young. The world is opening up. It's safe to travel now. And so that is a priority of mine, and therefore I'm putting my money towards that. That means I'm not spending as much money in other areas of my life because I know I want to put that money aside for travel. So whether you have a super strict budget, if that works for you, that's great. Um, I have an episode and there's an Excel sheet that she gives that has all the formulas and everything. But I like to just like know how much overall I'm comfortable with spending month to month and then knowing what are the non-negotiables. So I know what my rent is each month. I know what my internet is each month. I know what my groceries are approximately each month. And then it's kind of like mix and match, kind of like putting a puzzle together what the rest will be. But that is kind of like how I do it. Obviously, that won't work for everyone, um, but that's kind of how I do it. And that's how I prefer to do it because it makes me feel like I'm thinking in abundance versus scarcity. I don't feel restricted. I don't feel overwhelmed or stressed by my expenses. And I think that's a very healthy and happy relationship that I have with money and my income and my expenses. Um, there's something that we learned about in economics. God, I hated economics, but this one thing stuck with me. It was called the income effect. And I'm just going to Google the definition because I don't want to explain it wrong because no one, like, learn something. Okay. When a consumer chooses to make changes to the way they spend because of a change in the income, because of a change in income, the income effect is said to be direct. For example, a consumer may choose to spend less on clothing because their income has dropped or vice versa. They may choose to spend more on clothing because their income has increased. So a lot of the times, and I'm sure you have noticed this yourself, like if you started to make more money or you might have noticed it in your friends, is that when people in general, make more money, they end up spending more money, and therefore, they end up having the same amount of money left over, and they're equally, quote-unquote, as poor. I've been very fortunate that 
over the past year and a half, two years, my income has increased. And even though my income has increased, and yes, sometimes I do spend more money, overall, I like to have the mindset that I'm still a broke college kid. So I'm very frugalist with a lot of my spending, and I like to play it cheap where I can, but I also know that it's important to invest in good things so that you don't have to keep rebuying it. For example, if I'm going to buy a kitchen appliance, I'm going to buy the better quality one over the cheaper one because I know the more expensive one is going to last me longer. I'm going to spend money on a nice dinner once and every every once in a while because I know that's going to bring me more joy than the cheaper dinner um, because I love food. Food, I'm a foodie. I love going out and having experiences with my friends and trying new restaurants. Um, But overall, I like to act like I'm still a broke college kid. I don't let myself Uber everywhere. I take transit. In fact, I try to walk more than I take transit because I don't want to pay for transit. Um, I try to eat at home, although I've been very bad lately, but I try to eat at home and I try to bring food and not buy a lot of food out. I try to make coffee at home. My mother is probably laughing if she's listening to this episode. You guys are probably laughing if you follow me on Instagram, but I try to act like I am poor and I don't let, even if I'm making like say 10 times what I was making last year, I'm not going to suddenly spend 10 times more. I'm still like being very frugal with my money and I think I think it's a very good habit. I know when I want to spend and splurge and I know when to still act like a broke college kid. Um. Okay. I feel like one of the most asked questions that I get is, how did I move out? How did I know what to do? How did I figure out all the finances and all that? So I asked a lot of friends that were older um, that had moved out. I asked like what they did. And this is also what my parents made me do because I kid you not, in May last year when I told my parents I was moving out, they said no. Okay, well, they, my mother said no. There is no way you can afford that. I want you to make a budget. And when you come to me with this budget, I want you to present it to me. So I drafted out a budget and I want you to do this too if you're thinking about moving out. And the reason behind drafting this budget, even though I just said I don't really use this budget, but the purpose of this budget is to give you an idea and a projection of how much your lifestyle, whether it be the current lifestyle or the lifestyle you plan on living once you move out, will cost you on a weekly and monthly basis. And you will then see if you can afford it if your income minus these expenses equals zero, if it equals a positive number, or if maybe it equals a negative number. Because if it's equaling a negative number, um, that's not so great. And same with a zero. You want a positive because we want to put money into savings, and savings is really important, um, in my opinion. You may have a different opinion. Savings investments, I think, are very important. Anyhow, you want to draft out a budget and you want to include every single thing from rent to hydro, like utilities, from um, renter's insurance. Renter's insurance is a thing. You do have to pay renter's insurance. Um, Internet, your phone bill, groceries, um, cosmetics, like your skincare, your toothpaste, your body wash, groceries, 
Um, how much are you spending on groceries? Groceries are really expensive right now. Do you have a car? Are you going to have to pay car insurance? Are you going to have to pay for gas? Are you going to have to pay for parking? Um, clothing, you're going to have to buy clothes. Makeup, if you're a girl or if you wear makeup. Um, entertainment, dining, miscellaneous, emergency. There's so many different things to consider and you don't really realize this when you're living under your parents' roof for the most part, especially if they're supporting you. So really break down this budget. There's so many different budgets online that you can find. You can go to the previous like financial episode that I have. Um, I'll have it linked in the show notes and you can download that budget. But write out a draft budget and really figure out what your spending is going to look like. The other thing that I did was I put aside around six to eight months worth of savings of living expenses. This is called your rainy day fund. So this is like the money that you put aside and if God forbid you lose your job or you're really tight on money, you can use this money to pay your rent. Um, I haven't touched this money, thankfully, knock on wood. I don't ever have to really touch it and it can just go into my savings account or hopefully I never have to use my rainy day fund. But I put aside um, my monthly rent and utilities each month to practice paying rent um, before. So I practiced having that amount removed from my bank account leading up to moving out. And I made sure I had this like all in the savings account and it was a separate savings account from my main savings account. I opened another one. Um, so six months, they, I think they say three to 12 months. I did around six to eight months. Obviously, it depends on like what your monthly rent is and like your budget and what you want. But I did around six months because that's what I felt comfortable. Um, and it's also a good way to practice paying like monthly rent and utilities. But that's like what I did before I moved out Um, in terms of finances. I did a lot of research on how much things would cost me so I would know what to expect. I asked friends and family um, about like budgeting and finances in terms of moving out. And I also made sure I had a stable job um, with a stable income, which really helped. Okay, now we're going to answer some of your questions that I got on Instagram about this topic. So, how much did you save up before you moved out? Um, I feel like I just answered this, but it was around like six to eight months worth of living expenses just for my rent and my utilities so that I would know that if God forbid anything happened, I would still have a roof over my head. Um, thoughts on not having a car in the city. Honestly, I feel like it's a lot cheaper. I have a car up here sometimes because we do have a parking spot, but I don't really use it when I have it up here. How do you budget your groceries? Find this to be such a struggle. I've learned that when I'm buying groceries, I only buy things when they are finished. I don't buy before because I found that my parents sometimes would like double buy And then one would go to waste or you'd forget about it and buy it again. So I only buy things once they are done and I find that really helps. I also, because it's only me, like I only buy the groceries for myself. Me and my roommate don't share groceries um, except for like oils and things. I only buy one of certain things. Like I'm not going to buy like spinach and arugula like I used to at home. I, I pick one for the week. 
Um, I also find that I have my staples that I buy and then I try to plan out recipes that I want to make so I can be really intentional with what ingredients and things I'm buying at the grocery store. I also really try not to buy too many things at the same time. Like I'm not going to buy like four different types of snacks for one week. I'll buy like one once a week or whatever or like one at a time until I finish it. That's like kind of what I do. And if I really want something, then it will be a treat and I'll go out and get it with a friend and um, that's what I do. How do you afford workout classes? I want to start going, but they're so expensive. I think it's really important and beneficial to find a building with a gym in it. Mine has a gym in it and I relied heavily on that. I'm very fortunate that a lot of the workout classes that I do go to are gifted. However, I did invest in one workout studio that I really love. And I think once you find that, like stick to one. If you want to do different type of workouts, I recommend looking into ClassPass. I also recommend looking like if you work for a big company, a lot of them cover um, fitness plans. So look into that. There's also apps that you can do at the gym. But yes, workout classes are very expensive and I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to be able to work with um, studios here in Toronto and I'm very fortunate. Um, How to balance going out and dinners with savings. Um, so if you look at your income, break it down, you say you make a thousand dollars biweekly. So, or actually let's do $2,000 biweekly. So say you make $2,000 biweekly and a thousand of that is going to rent. These are just like arbitrary numbers. I'm just, I'm also doing this in my head. Like I'm not writing this out. So say you make 2000, let me. You make four thousand a month. A thousand of that is going to your rent, so now you have three thousand left. A um, thousand of that is going towards your essentials, so now you have two thousand left. And say you want to be putting aside um, three hundred a month into savings and investments. That leaves you with I don't know what number I'm at. Seventeen hundred. There you go. I hope that math is right. It's 9.19 p.m. You're left with 1,700, so 1,700. Um, obviously, you can put more aside into your savings. The more, the merrier in my head. Um, but then you can decide what you want to do with that money. Always put the non-negotiables aside, and then what's left over, you can do what you wish of it. But obviously, pick your priorities. Um Maybe you limit it to one fancy dinner a week and three more casual miscellaneous lunches. Figure out what like fits into your budget and also little savings hack. If you like to go to fancy restaurants like me, go with friends that like to share things and get a bunch of different things and you can share it and normally it ends up being a lot cheaper than it would be if you each got a million different things each. And normally when I do that, it ranges from like $25 to maybe $40 for a dinner, um, which really isn't that bad when you get to try a million different things. And usually a drink is included in that. So um, that's a lot of fun.
Do you have health and dental insurance? I am still on my parents' plan, very luckily, um, but soon I will have to figure out a third-party option. The rest of the questions are things I already spoke on, and this episode is getting a bit long. Wow, I'm really impressed with myself speaking for 40 minutes by myself. Um, I hope this episode was helpful. Again, please, please, please take this with a grain of salt. I am only 22 years old. This is what I do and what works for me right now. Um, I try to be really smart with my money. Obviously, I like to have fun and I think experiences are so important. Right now, i rather pay for experiences than things, um, especially because we weren't able to do things for so long, these experiences and whatnot. So I'm really trying to take advantage of it while I'm young, and that's what I'm prioritizing. I'm also very grateful that I have the opportunity to work with a lot of amazing brands in exchange for a lot of things, which definitely helps and makes things a lot more affordable for me being so young and moving out and has helped me be able to move out at a young age. I never expected to be able to move out at the age of 21 and now be living on my own and moving into my own apartment at 22. Um, So I'm very grateful for all the opportunities and obviously you guys have been a huge part of that. So thank you. I'm so appreciative of you. But also, please, a reminder, don't compare where I'm at to you or a friend to yourself. We're all on our own journeys and everything will happen as it should. I'm going to repeat the money manifestations and affirmations for you. I have an abundance of money and I welcome it into my life. I'm financially stable and independent. I will be healthy, wealthy, and happy. I will be grateful for every cent that I earn. I am passionate about my goals and nothing can stop me. I will be successful in my life and in my career. I love you guys so much. If you like this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You now can leave ratings on Spotify. So please do that if you enjoyed this episode and make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts as that's how you can really support the pod and that's how we get into the top charts. This past week, we hit top 22. I really want to hit into the top 20. That's a goal of mine. And I would love if you can help make me get there. Help me get there. Yes, English is not working for me right now. Um, But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love you guys so much. And we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.